Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We believe God wants to speak into your life through this message. If you're interested in knowing more about Celebration Church, you can visit our website at celebrationedmonton.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Celebration EDM. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message. My name's Joel, and I'm one of the pastors here at Celebration. And you're going to have a great year. You are going to have... Anybody just getting their year off to a great start? Oh, yeah. I know I am. I woke up New Year's Day with strep throat. And uh, I, knew, I knew I was like, oh, baby. If, this, if I'm starting in a valley, the mountaintops are going to be high this year. And uh, I just believe in that God's going to do great work in your life and new things. I just one last time want to celebrate last year because we did that through the Christmas season. We celebrated a lot, but we didn't celebrate the the final service of the year uh, in person together yet. And um, Christmas Eve was special. My goodness. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, to everybody who served. I mean, these camera guys were here with their Ghostbusters outfit on for hours doing that work. And that's, that's, that's hard work. And um, so many of our musicians, just grueling nights uh, coming out. Some of them are sick, getting everybody else sick. Uh, no, but there's, there's a, it's a lot of work to put that thing on. And so I just, first off, want to say thank you to all of our volunteers. Can we just give it a, a big round of applause to all of our volunteers who made Christmas happen? Thank you. And then to everybody who gives, thank you for your generosity. A night like that does not happen without generous people saying, I'm willing to, I'm willing to fund this church and make it possible. So thank you so much. Want to just quickly celebrate that the first, the noon service. How many people were at the noon service of Christmas Eve? Anybody in the room? Okay. That was the largest service in the history of Celebration Church in 32 years of our church. So incredible. We had 1,091 people in one service, uh, like in the, in the room. It was packed. There was people everywhere, fire codes being broken. No, it, like it, it, it was incredible. It was great. Um, so that was fun. And then Christmas in general, Christmas Eve this year, was the, the largest attended event inside the building we've ever had. Uh, so car show, yeah, obviously there's a lot of people out there if you're familiar with our church. But Christmas Eve, we had over 3,300 people come in and, and hear a gospel message and take part in that. And so thank you to everybody who invited somebody. One of my friends invited 10 people who don't go to church or at least don't go to this church. And they all showed up. They all loved it. They, they all got to hear the good news, the message of, of the gospel. So thank you to everybody who invited, brought somebody, made it possible. What a Christmas Eve it was. Uh, it was great. Yeah, praise God. Hey, we're starting this year, this week, we're starting this year like we start every year with prayer and fasting. So throughout the week, we have prayer services from 7 to 8 p.m. from Monday to Thursday in this room. It's gonna be a powerful time. I'd encourage you, come out and be here for those services. Um, we pray for the, the, the church, the vision, where the church is gonna go. How many people know? Uh, God's building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And, and we're believing that, we're speaking that as we pray, but we also pray for personal needs as well. 
something you need prayer for, a situation, a healing, a miracle. We're gonna pray for those things as well. And so we're, we're building the church this week as we start prayer and fasting together. I'd encourage you, come out. We're in this room. We're praying together, 7 to 8 p.m., Monday, Thursday this week. And then Sunday night, in this room, we're gonna have a great service of prayer, worship, but specifically we're believing for healing and miracles as well. And so we got our great friend, Pastor Anthony Greco coming up uh, and he's gonna preach Sunday night, 6 p.m. It's gonna be a great time together. I'd encourage you, be here next Sunday, 6 p.m. as well. All right, we're gonna read from Isaiah 58 this morning. You can pull up Isaiah 58 in about three or four minutes. I'm gonna get to that verse, Isaiah 58. So pull it up on your phone or the Celebration Church app, or if you got a paper Bible in the room, pull up Isaiah 58. We're gonna go through that one together. And uh, I'm gonna read it from the ESV if you wanna be in the same version as I am. You don't need to be, but you can be. We're talking about fasting today, and fasting is a spiritual discipline, and spiritual breakthrough does not happen without spiritual discipline. Oftentimes we want financial breakthrough, but we don't want financial discipline, do we? Same thing with spiritual breakthrough. If you want spiritual breakthrough, you gotta have spiritual discipline. You want financial breakthrough, you gotta have financial uh, discipline. And fasting is often overlooked because it's not really like a natural thing, right? Like fasting is good, but eating is a whole lot better. <laughs> if eating was not better than fasting, we would just fast all the time and not eat. So we get it, eating is good. We're gonna miss out on eating some certain things or eating in general. If, you know, I, I remember growing up, I used to think uh, I would like, I would watch my dad go through these fasts. And my dad was like intense growing up with fasting. Like he was so intense. He would like, I don't know how many days, but I believe one time he did 40 days without food. He was wild. Uh, and he would drink this lemon, honey, cayenne pepper mixture. He put it in this old two liter pop bottle jug, that same jug for days after days, chugging that thing. It was like the world's best colon cleanse. And I, I, I remember like thinking, is there something wrong with me? Because I want to be a pastor, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to follow Jesus for, for all the stuff, except fasting, maybe we'll, we'll skip that part. I remember thinking there was something wrong with me. As I got older, I realized, no, it's, it's okay to not want to fast. Like food is good. You know, God made us this stuff uh, for a reason. It's, it's, there's a reason food doesn't just taste like the wafer that we get from our fasting or our, our communion cups. Like there's a reason food has taste to it. God wants you to enjoy those things, but it's also good to abstain from them to experience something else that God wants you to sustain. What we're about to... Uh, what we're about to do is not normal, and, and that's good. Fasting is about mourning the absence of the presence of God, wanting more of Him, wanting to experience more of Him in our lives. And in Matthew chapter 9, um, the disciples of John came to Jesus, and they're like, why do the Pharisees fast, and we fast, but you and your disciples, you're not fasting. You guys are out here catching fish, you know, eating the bread, hanging out. And Jesus says to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? He's like, I'm here. They're experiencing me in the flesh. They don't need to fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away and then they will fast. They're mourning the presence of Jesus being gone and they want to experience more of him. And that's what fasting is about. Now there's three different, predominantly three different types of fasts. 
Um, there's the Daniel fast, comes from Daniel 10, uh, two to three. And to simplify it, no meats, no sweets, no treats. It's a little bit more than that. You can Google it. We have stuff on our website as well about how to do a Daniel fast. There's a juice only fast. Uh, now we're not talking Capri Suns juice. Uh, we're talking like there's different kinds of specific juice that you can do for fasting. And then there's a water only fast as well. There's also a good type of fast that works well, uh, which is a partial fast. And so a partial fast would be, okay, at this point in my day, I'm going to, instead of focusing on making food or maybe socializing over food like I normally would, I'm going to pull away from that thing to be with Jesus. So often, many of us work in social environments where we're, we're hanging out. We're going to A&W together. That's what our guys do. We go to A&W together. We're going to skip that social moment, skip that food, that time, to be with Jesus. So there's different kinds of fasts you can do. I'd invite everybody, if you call Celebration Church home, join us in fasting this week. This is what we're doing this week. And there's no hierarchy in fasting. It's not like the water people are like walking around like, oh, we are so much better than you. No, um, it's not like one person's better than the other. Different people have different lives. I get it. Some of us have physical jobs and some of this might not be a reality. Some people are pregnant, whatever. Uh, do different types of fasts, whatever is going to work best for your lifestyle in order, why? To experience more of the presence of God. And I would even just say this quickly, because sometimes I've heard this, uh, the, the idea of a social media fast. Well, social media is not a need. Fasting is about skipping a need. Uh, and so social media or TV, that's entertainment. So that's a distraction. So that's just a good idea to stay off those things if you want to experience more of the presence of God this week. Uh, but it's not fasting. Fasting is skipping a physical need to meet a spiritual need. So we have a spiritual need. We want spiritual healing. And your desire for food will fuel a desire for the presence of God in your life. It's like a built-in reminder that when your tummy's like, I need something that instead of seeking the fridge, we're seeking God's presence, right? Instead of, instead of uh, seeking the five guys, oh, why is it that when you get towards fasting, everything just comes alive in the food realm? But instead of seeking the five guys, we're seeking the presence of God. And um, it's, we're, it's, it's us saying this week, what we're really saying is, God, I want to know you more. And it's about a closeness, about a hunger, about an appetite for him, for his presence, and it's not that God comes because of the fast. Like God's like, okay, you've finally done something to earn my attention. It's not that God's responding to it in a way of just saying like, okay, you've, you've, you've earned it. It's that our fasting drowns out the noise of the world in order to experience the presence that we already have. So it's like you get more in tune with God and, and where he is and he, how he shows up in the normal, the unexpected, the mundane, his presence will be there. And he wants you to experience more of him. And so what happens is the world will dull your senses and fasting makes them come alive again. You notice the, the, the presence of God, the unexpected presence of God that is all around you at all times. Okay, finally, Isaiah 58, here we go. I said six minutes ago, we we're gonna read it. Now we're there, let's do this. Isaiah 58, we're gonna start at verse six. Isaiah says this, is this not the fast that I chose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke and to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? 
when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall speed up. So sorry, shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you pour out yourself for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord, here's what he'll do. The Lord will guide you continually. Satisfy your desire in the scorched places. He'll make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So what we hate about fasting is we don't get to do what we want anymore. We don't get to eat what we want anymore. We're not in control as much as we used to. But what's so great about fasting is fasting leads to personal freedom. Isaiah is saying, you, if you fast, you're going to find some freedom in your life. Look at this verse in, in six. He's like, to, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke. Doesn't that sound amazing? I don't want the bonds of wickedness in my life. And it's not that we're trying to earn God's love. It's that we're being holy as he is holy. We're being set apart. We're saying we're doing something different because we love God. We want to respond to him. I love that. It's just like, it's like we're just, we're just shaking some stuff off. You're going full Taylor Swift this week. Shake it off. Shake it off. Uh, get that stuff out of here. Nastiness that gets in our lives. We're fasting to reset ourselves. And, and uh, you know, when your phone, like, you just, I don't know about you, but my kids download like 37 apps on my phone every week. And, and, and sometimes my phone will just pause. And I got to reset it to get it working properly. It's like, I know what this thing can be. I know the power and how fast this thing should be and how it should be operating. But some stuff, some junk has gotten into it. And I just need to reset it here for a moment so that it can operate like it's supposed to. The exact same thing happens in our lives. That stuff gets in our heart, stuff gets in our head, stuff entangles us. And fasting says, well, before I start a new year, I'm gonna push reset. I wanna be holy as God is holy, shaking off the strongholds in our hearts, in our minds. Doesn't that sound amazing? He says to let the oppressed go free. Because sometimes some stuff happens, we start to oppress people, we hold them in our heart. So mad at them, holding them captive, saying, ah, I'm going to get back at you. Ah, you did this to me. You know, you start to get alone. You start to run through different scenarios and different conversations. I can't believe they said that, or they looked at me that way. And fasting says, helps you go, okay, you got to push reset on some stuff. Because when the clock struck midnight, you started a new year, you're still mad at your spouse. You still haven't forgiven your aunt for how she was acting at Christmas time right? You're still, you know, you're still upset about whatever this, how this person treated you or looked at you or even how you think this person is saying stuff about you. Those, those fireworks don't magically repair relationships. And sometimes we got people that we're, we're holding in our hearts and fasting says, okay, let's, let's let go. 
because God wants you to live in freedom. And, and you, you've been banged up, you've been hurt, you've been holding on to it, and fasting is to heal you. Remember, fasting isn't to gain something new from God that we don't currently have. It's to realize what we, the, the, the freedom we have in Christ, to realize we've allowed some things to come into our hearts and our lives, and we've, we've been holding on to some people, and it's time to let the oppressed go free. It's time to say, I'm not, I'm not holding on to that situation. I'm not holding on to this anger for another year. I'm letting it go. Any wickedness that's come in, I don't want to hold it inside anymore. Or Proverbs says it like this, like a dog returns to its vomit. Talking about hidden sin. Talking about stuff that we've had in our lives for years that, that we just keep going back to. We don't want to go back to it. We just keep going back to it. It's been messing us up the way we, the way we think, maybe the way we talk, maybe the way we act, like whatever, with something we do when we're around certain people, there's some hidden stuff that's got in there. And what's the Bible say? Like a dog returns to a vomit, we keep going back to that thing. Isn't it, what a description, hey? That's disgusting. But dogs do it. Kind of cool. The Bible knows that. Um, anyways, you ever have that, like your dog comes up to you and they just had eaten some vomit? Oh, <laughs> They're in your ear. Oh, oh, oh. And some of us, God set us free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we just keep going back to that vomit like that dog. Oh, that vomit might smell like eggnog and Captain Crunch or something. I don't know. It's disgusting. But we keep going back to it. We don't want to. And, and fasting is like, it's going to lead you to personal freedom. We're not going to return to that vomit no more. We're done with that. We're moving on so we can live in freedom. And then fasting awakens us to the nature of God. Do you ever just, you ever just forget how good God is? Like you're living your dream. You're living what you want in what you once prayed for, yet you forgot how good God is. And we, we can get so caught up in looking to the left or to the right and thinking like, oh, you know, well, how come they got this and how come they got that? That you're actually forgetting how good God's been to you. Oh, you're going, why is their business taking off? Oh, why is their side hustle going well? How come they met the love of their life and I'm sitting here? And it's like, you know, the same God that did that for them is the same God that you serve. The same God that's taking care of them is the same God that's already taking care of you and will continue to take care of you. And we forget the nature of God. He's the same God either way we get our, our minds on the left and the right. We just gotta, we forget how good God is. In chapter seven, talks about the, the goodness of God. And when, when you, it starts to come alive in you, you can't help but pour it out into others. And so he says, is this not the, the, is it not to share the bread with the hungry, bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and do not hide from your own flesh? Fasting awakens you to the fact that all these things he's already done for you. That when I was hungry, he fed me. Come on. How many people are happy for a God that takes care of us? And we, and we forget it. Yeah, come on. We forget it sometimes. When I was hungry, he fed me. We had nowhere to go. He took us in. We felt homeless. He gave us a home. We had nothing. He gives us everything. And fasting reminds you how well taken care of you are. 
Oh, you might come home from dinner every night, might come home to dinner every night and not appreciate your wife's cooking. Well, just don't eat for a week. You'll appreciate it then. (laughs) Or your husband's cooking. I'm not a very good cook. And so anyways, but fasting reminds us of how much God has done, his nature. He's good for other people. He's good for us too. He reminds us that everything we own belongs to the Lord. It's a sober reminder that we are who we are. We have who we are because of the nature of our good God. And when we're more grateful, we're more generous. And when you're more generous, you bring heaven on earth. When you're more generous, you, you start to, it's, it's, it's God's nature starts to come alive around you and heaven on earth happens. I would just encourage us as the church this year, don't let, uh, don't let the, how should I say this? I didn't like how I said it in first service. Um, there's, there's all sorts of needs around us that sometimes we're unaware of. Let's not let the politicians be the people that are gonna solve people's needs. Let's not leave it just to the TikTokers who go into Walmart and give $100 away, which is great to, to solve people's needs. We can bring heaven on earth. And when we're, when we're more grateful of what God has already done, we become more generous. And if you just have your eyes open, sometimes we, we read a verse like this and you think is the only way to obey the Bible here to go and feed people who are physically hungry. Well, it, it can be taken in a literal sense, but it can also be taken in this sense. The fact that your life is full of people who are spiritually starving and you have what can feed them. Your life is full of people who are spiritually homeless. Your life is even full of people who who wouldn't consider people family, like their families have abandoned them. And you have what can make them feel welcome, make them feel like they have a home, feed them. And fasting helps us to realize all of what God has done for us and how when we're more grateful, we're more generous. It brings heaven on earth and awakens us to God's good nature. And fasting affirms God's promises in our life. Let's go into this year just full of God's promises. If you're not careful, what we can do is we can, we can go through social media, we can go through the news, and we can allow every little negative thing to be the promises that get into our heart. And it's like a good news doesn't really sell well. And so the media is going to have to report on bad news because it's, it's, that's how they get their clicks. That's how they get, you know, people to watch their stuff. And if we're not careful, we just fill our head full of, oh, the world's going this way. This is going so bad. Blah, 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 blah. We need to get our hearts full of God's promises. And fasting helps us remind ourselves of that. Or wait, wait, maybe it's not just the news for you. Maybe it's that one person that gives you bad vibes in your life that you might think they're saying this, they're doing that, oh, they just don't like me. And you might let that vibe fill your head. And you you just say, and they might not even be saying anything. You just made it all up in your mind. A lot of people are, are, are thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. And so we can get that in our, our, our minds and fasting helps us to affirm God's promises in your life. Can I just encourage you to start this year off by affirming yourself with God's promises? And we need to get some of his, his promises in our hearts, in our minds. And, and here in Isaiah, he's given us some, in eight and nine here, it's beautiful. Your light shall break forth like the dawn. Not only that, your healing 
shall spring up speedily. Good luck, cold effects. You're not going to be able to keep up with what God's doing in my life. My healing's actually going to be like, like I'm going to heal emotionally a lot faster than I used to because I'm realizing God's promises in my life and, and physically as well. And your righteousness shall go before you. Not only that, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. He's got your back. But not only that, when you call on the Lord, the Lord will answer. You shall cry. What's he going to say? Here I am. He's not going to leave you unread. He's not going to leave you just sitting there wondering what the heck, not answering. He, the, the promise is when you cry, he'll say, I'm right here with you. I'm here with you when you go to work and you feel like this is a dead end job. I'm here with you when you're going into a situation, you're going into a meeting with somebody, you feel like it's going to go terrible. I'm here with you in the job interview. I'm here with you in the parent-teacher interview. I'm here when you're, you, you know, at home alone and feeling empty again. He, you shall cry. He will say, here I am. And not only that, his promise is you'll be protected. He'll cover you. He will provide. And we don't fast to get those things. We're not earning or exchanging something. We fast to remember the provision he's already given. The world dulls your senses. Comparison dulls your senses. And we, we fast to bring those senses alive again and remember all that God has done in our lives. We can get so focused on comparing ourselves to the people down the street, to the other parents at school, to the other people at work. We can get envy growing in our hearts to our, towards our family members, greed, whatever it is. And fasting is a reminder, man, God's got you covered. He's protecting you. It's a reminder of what we've forgotten, that he'll cover you, he'll hear you, and you will hear from him. When we fast, it helps us sense him and his word comes alive. This spiritual discipline, like other spiritual disciplines, will help us discern his voice. Fasting isn't, about know, isn't just about knowing what God's promises are in his word. I've also had moments during times of prayer and fasting where we get, you get a specific word for the season you're in as well. See, there's the incarnate word of God. There's like the, the word that you see in Jesus's life. Like we know the nature of who God is through Jesus' life, the incarnate word that we see recorded in the Bible. But there's also the rhema word that God wants to speak directly to you. We see this throughout the Bible. And I believe God wants to speak to you specifically for the season you're in right now. Stick with fasting. Try it out. Not to get something, but to give something living a life as a sacrifice of praise to him. But I promise you, you will get something. I've had timely words to help me through certain seasons of ministry and life. And he'll speak to your heart and mind specifically, but he won't compete with your distractions. God's not a lovesick boyfriend. Like, text me back. <laughs> Miss you. You hang up first. No, you hang up. I'm just, I'm waiting for you. The Bible says he's a jealous God. He's like, I'm not going to compete with all the other distractions you put in the way of our relationship. I'll wait until you're quiet enough to come and hear my voice. And fasting helps us have a sense in our spirit of what he's trying to say and speak to us, where he's leading and what our next step might be. And the promise from Isaiah is that when you fast, you'll hear from God. The Lord will answer. He'll cry out. He'll say, here I am. 
How many people know we need to hear the voice of God? Come on. You'll have all sorts of other voices in your life. All sorts of other voices. The voice of insecurity. No one's going to listen to you. You don't belong in this room. You don't belong. You know, you shouldn't speak to that. You have the voice of failure. Remember what happened last time? Don't do it again. Don't you, don't you go trying that, that thing again. How dare you take a risk? Oh, how, you just, remember? Remember last, you know, failed business? or Remember last failed marriage? Don't even, don't try. Different voices. Voice of pride. You don't need anybody else's opinion on this. You got it. They don't understand you. you. You don't need a voice of wisdom. You don't need to seek different mentors. You got one mentor. You just go to that person. You know, you, voice of pride. You just figure it out. You know what's best. It's your life. Come on, we need God's voice, don't we? We need to hear God's voice. And fasting helps us not only to hear, but to discern. Is that him? Or is that just, you know, my my ego, or was that just my pride, or was that just my insecurity? Adding, fasting helps us just drown out all this other stuff and discern his voice. Is that him, or the, the pastors always say, or oh, was that just the pizza you ate last night? I don't know why. I just, growing up, I always heard pastors say, you know, was that, anyways, you ever heard pastors say that? Was that, was that him, or just a weird pizza you were eating last night? Anyways, fasting leads you to receive his reward. And that's the cool thing about all this is that we don't do it to get a reward, but the promise is that you will get a reward. If you pour yourself out for the hungry, you satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom shall be as the noonday and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in the scorched places. Not only that, he'll make your bones strong. You shall be like a watered garden again. Ah. Oh like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And we need God's guidance so bad. I don't know about you. How many people just have a situation where you're unsure of what to, what to do? I, I do. I got a few situations. Like I, I just, I'm on parenting. If, if you, you know, I, for me, it's like a lot of stuff in life comes a lot easier than parenting. We need God's voice to navigate that. God's guidance. We need his healing, his guidance. And fasting is about drowning out that noise to sense what is God saying right now. And part of that reward is just embracing the power we have in him. We forget how he empowers us through his Holy Spirit. That the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the spirit that lives in you. The same spirit that you'd see in the Old Testament when they talk about then God's spirit did this. That's the same spirit that lives in you. And so fasting is not to gain some fresh power from God. It's to grasp the power of God. To be reminded of, of his, his power. And that power he enables us through the Holy Spirit. There's a great uh, example of this in Mark chapter 9, 29. There's this demonized boy. And the dad says, uh, the dad takes him to the disciples. And the, the disciples can't get, get rid of this demon. They can't deal with this demon. Uh, they're, they're, whatever, they're rookies. Maybe, they, I don't know if they just weren't listening properly in, in, in that class that Jesus was teaching or whatever. And they try, the dad's like, hey, can you deal with them? And they're like, expelliarmus, whatever. They, 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 and they don't know what they're doing. 
And so the dad has this sort of like Yelp one-star review moment, this sort of like, can I speak to the manager moment where he goes to Jesus and he's like, these are your disciples? These dummies couldn't help my son. And, and Jesus is like, oh, forgive my disciples. These guys are, they're new, trainee. Didn't you see their robes, trainee? Uh, and he says to them, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Wow. Look at the power that fasting has in our lives. That, that if sometimes we're gonna deal with some dark stuff and, and Jesus is saying, hey, and, and that's a whole nother side of things, but even just the fact that this guy is dealing with one of the darkest things you could possibly deal with. And Jesus is like, the only way you're gonna get, deal with that? Spiritual discipline, prayer and fasting. Fasting is often paired with prayer in the Bible because your prayers are energized by your fasting. You pray different when you're fasting. You're, you're crying out for more of God's spirit, more of God's presence. We're gonna experience more of Him as we fast together. Jesus gives us a head up, heads up. If, if you're gonna defeat this nasty enemy that we all have, you're gonna have to do some prayer and fasting. As a matter of fact, when I walked away uh, from the church, when I walked away from my relationship with God, my parents fasted and prayed every single Friday for a year. That was the discipline they had. Say, God, would you, would you show up in his life? And you know, you know when, when God really got a hold of me, when God really gripped my heart, was in some moment when I wasn't expecting it. In fact, I was being cynical and just doing my whatever. I walked into some small church one day and the Holy Spirit gripped my heart. And I believe a lot of that has to do with the discipline of two faithful people fasting and praying every single Friday for a year. So good, God's good. Hey, you're gonna receive, you're gonna receive a reward from your fasting as well. The, Jesus is speaking and uh, he's telling these guys, they were making a big deal, they're fasting, they're whatever, they're posting on their Instagram, like, look at me, I'm fasting, I'm so hungry, look at my belt, it's so loose, whatever, they're, they're doing their thing. They're like, oh, look at us, we're fasting. And, and Jesus, in, in Matthew chapter six, he's like, do you wanna chill out? Do you wanna be cool? Act like you've been here before. Act like, act like you've been here before, guys. And he says this, uh, so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees in secret, what's he say? Will reward you. There's gonna be a reward for your fasting. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. God in his kindness will take care of you. Let's start this year with a fresh burning desire for God's presence to dwell within us. You know, He sets us free. He answers when we call. He protects us. He heals us. And not only that, on top of all of that, He rewards us. God, thank you for your people here today. Thank you for your beautiful church. Thank you for how you're moving in the hearts and the homes of every person in the room. Thank you for how faithful you've been with our church, God, how you're pouring your spirit out, how people's lives are being changed. God, thank you for just a fresh move 
in 2024. We're not looking back saying, if we could just repeat that. We're looking forward saying, we know you want to do the unexpected this year. And so we're believing for that, God. Thank you, Father. I just, I just thank you that there's a reward coming for all these people, God. I just pray that, God, you would in, uh, enable us through your Holy Spirit to have a new sense of discipline as we start this year together, to really fast and lean into your presence more. God, we're, we, we don't want to stay where we're at. We want more of you. We want more of you in our lives, Lord. We want a deeper sense of your presence in our lives. I want to quickly, before we end our service, just pray with anyone who's just feeling far from God, who um, you, you just you know you need to make a decision today to say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be flaky anymore. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do my own thing anymore. I want to live, I want to live for God. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. And so our church family is going to pray a prayer alongside you. If you just repeat after me, Boldly and confidently, you'll make a great decision today to live for Him. So just say this, Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross to pay for my sin. I believe that you're Lord and God raised you from the dead. Holy Spirit, I welcome you to dwell within me. God, Thank you for the new life that I found today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for everybody who prayed that prayer. Thanks for listening with us today. If you enjoyed it, check out more messages like this at celebrationedmonton.com or on the Celebration Church mobile app. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give on our website at celebrationedmonton.com. Come back next week to hear another great message.